There you go. It's down. <laughs> how about, about mine? Is Flick it. mine down? Flick it. Flick Push it. it. Twist it. No, 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 no. That's too far. Too much. Too much. <laughs> Let's get started. All right, hello and welcome to the Cold Bow Podcast. I'm Jake, and I'm here with my cold bros. Um, we have again, we have all five of us together, Yay. which doesn't happen often. We have Chris, Ahoy, Ahoy. Reese, hey. Troy, hey. Scott, hello, and we actually have a special guest today. Uh, Chris's brother Jason is hey. joining us for the second uh, second Sorry, session me. today. Say hi. There he is. I just want to point out that every time Scott introduces himself, he sounds like the guy in Hot Fuzz that the girlfriend is with now when they're when they're like uh, doing all their CSI stuff, and he's like, "No, that's Steve." Hello, hey, hey. <laughs> hi, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Unintentional. I love it. Keep it. So, Stay um, golden, pony boy. My brother is here with us today because he just moved here from Houston, uh, and he has been a very good companion when it comes to watching, rewatching Guy Ritchie movies. Nice. So he watched every single one with me, loyally by my side. What a nice cold bro <laughs> you are, bro. Yeah. Nice. And on cool. the other end of the spectrum, Scott didn't watch any. The bad brother. <laughs> my brother. Who You're the Macaulay Culkin and good brother. Anywhere, who's living still here. Who's part of the podcast. Wa- part of the podcast didn't watch any. Hey, to be fair, hey, he I, sold his house. I have been yeah in the process of selling my house. So All right. We're getting a little Reese here for the uh-huh. intro. Ooh, so, uh, did you lay some sod, too? That's good to know. <laughs> but we'll People want to hear about the sod. <laughs> how's, that, uh, how's that vinyl fence coming I, I have in? A big, good, I have man. a big deal coming in at work, too. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> it goes through I'll a buy you all lunch. lunch. <laughs> I don't think I've talked about any deals on the podcast. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, however, what I, I mean... I've been watching a lot of uh, comedians recently. A lot of stand-up comedy. Um, I've loved it. I've loved it. I love stand-up comedy. I love stand-up comedians. As I think you when do. you guys all showed up today, I had one of my stand-up comedians that I've been watching on. And uh, it's good stuff, man. Yeah, I've been, listening, stuff. I've been listening to a lot of stand-up comedy lately as well. I just drove back from Seattle. We'll get into that later. But I drove back from Seattle and... Most of the time back, we were listening uh, listening to uh, Daniel Tosh. It was hilarious. Daniel Tosh is great. Yeah. Well, so, it's so nice. Like recently, um, Netflix has been pumping out comedy. Yeah. Oh, it's just awesome. special how after much, special. How much comedy is coming out right it's now? Awesome. Netflix is going to have a thousand original programs released this year for the year awesome. 2018. Good. Some so, of them are just pure garbage, though. I, mean, I, I know. I was. I, like, can we you can't overlook the. Large amounts of garbage. Dude, Netflix Dino Trucks is awesome. My <laughs> two-year-old son loves it. I don't think I've seen it. <laughs> so, but what I what I have been doing though, so I I try when I was in college, I I did a lot of writing for just short films and stuff like that, and so I've been trying my hand at writing stand-up comedy, and that is a different beast. It's a completely different animal. It's 
it's not easy. It's you a, should it's you a, should share some of your stuff with us sometime. Um, yeah, sure. I've got to work through it. I've got a cool. lot to work through on this. Though. I've this heard stuff, that like a stand-up special takes like it eighteen out. months to write, like yeah. an hour-long special. I mean, yeah, I listen so, to I listen to months? Joe Rogan's podcast a lot, and yeah. that's what he says. He says eighteen months at least for him to write an hour of material. That's too much time. That is crazy. Unless you're like a machine like George Carlin back in the day. He had a, he had an hour special every year. Jeez. I, and he must George have Carlin just amazing, been. Though. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. I Plus don't he was high 24-7. The stuff just came to him. Just like there's <laughs> just real George Carlin, one of my favorite quotes. Whenever I hear the phrase or the term raw sewage, I wonder. Do people actually cook that stuff? <laughs> Classic. Good stuff. Uh, <laughs> it, my sewage medium rare. <laughs> Troy, what were, you up in, uh, what were you up in Seattle for? So uh, I was up in Seattle for a business trip. Uh, we were. I was actually doing a video uh, showcasing Sean Kemp. Uh, and if you aren't familiar, uh, Sean Kemp it was a, a big... Uh, power forward, big uh, player for the Seattle Supersonics back in the nineties. Is he uh, the guy back that when owns they that shrimp company? So, um, shrimp no, but he was really company? good. They they went to the John finals. They Bulls lost to the Bulls. they lost to the Bulls. Um, he and Gary Payton were were uh, jazz you know, killers. You know, they, they, were, they, were, they were. Which actually, that Pacific Northwest might have destroyed my childhood. Oh, absolutely. Between Payton, between Rip shrimp. City but, and uh, and the and the. Supersonic, but those rivalries were really well respected. I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you an example. We were talking to Sean. We were asking him kind of how he, you know, modeled his game. He said that he and Gary Payton would watch hours and hours in video of John and Carl, John Stockton, Carl Malone playing, and they modeled their game just like theirs, so that they Who? could. And then their whole, their whole thing was that they wanted to be able to beat them because they felt like if they could beat John Stockton, Carl Malone, they could beat anybody. And then it wasn't long before they were beating the Jazz and and yeah. doing well. So yeah, that doesn't surprise me. He is an awesome dude. Like some celebrities, you get you get you know you talk to them and they're like, ah, I don't really want to talk about my career. Let's talk about anything else. You know, I've heard Malone's that way. He won't talk about basketball, but he'll talk about fishing. Sean Kemp would go like he was going to town on his career and just telling us the funniest stories, just smack talking with Michael Jordan and all these That's all these awesome. funny stories. And he was great. And the video, the content that we got for him was great. Um, just to let you know, he's doing a, a little special for our, our sports app called Firefan, and he's doing a um, a thing for the NBA Finals Game 1. He's doing a QA and a uh, where he answers some fans' questions, and it's pretty cool. So we're we're really excited about it, and it was just fun meeting him. He was, he was really cool. That's right. That's cool. Right on. Right on. Got, I imagine you haven't been doing much since you're, <laughs> since you're selling your house and all. Well, I've uh, had a lot of time to listen to some audiobooks and stuff. I, re- I re- reread or listened to uh, Ender's Game, which is awesome. Oh, I love Ender's and Game. Then, and then I, I, I uh, went, I hadn't, I've never gone past Ender's Game in the series. There's like six books. I read, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, Speaker for the Dead. Is that the but, second one? Which is the second one. It, it goes you... a lot deeper. It's really good. I, I, it's, there's not as much like battle tactics, but it's really good. Did you read the books when you were younger, like in school? Mm-hmm. So I did too, and I remember not liking them, but would you recommend trying it again? Just Yeah, yeah. It, like more, now that you're a little more abilities. Ma- yeah, you're a little more mature. And, cause, cause, <laughs> a little. A little. Um, <laughs> I've got a beard now. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's It's about... She has pigs, that's it. Because you, you read it as like a maybe 12, 14-year-old, yeah. and it's about a six-year-old kid. You know that it ends up being I don't know how ten by the end. Yeah. In uh, in this one he's thirty four years old, so it's still different. That sounds relatable to me. <laughs> it, it's it's really good. Cool. 
I love Orson Scott Card. He that he can that that book was great. Yeah, I but him and Chick Fil A, dude, those guys are blacklisted by everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious um, chicken, though. Delicious chicken. Bomb ass chicken sandwiches. Bomb ass chicken sandwiches. Yeah, and then just like not not much else other than that. <laughs> like random TV shows that. Well, selling the house is a lot of work, man. Yeah, it, and it's, it's been crazy. And not watching Guy Ritchie movies is what I've. Yeah, it gathered. takes a lot of effort to not watch Guy Ritchie. <laughs> movies. Hey, hey, I did watch <laughs> Avengers though, so. Oh, I didn't know Guy Ritchie did but that. But you still <laughs> haven't seen it. <laughs> Hulk's all pissed off. He's bloody hell. Cool. Cool, man. Anybody else? Um, I, uh, I'm really excited for a video game that's coming out called Detroit Become Human. Oh, yeah. So, I've heard a lot about that It's one. only on PlayStation. Have you guys played Heavy Rain? Have you guys all heard of Heavy Rain? Oh, I've played played, no, yeah. but I saw the movie Hard Rain. With uh, Kevin Bacon? Hells yeah. No, not Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Christian Slater. Oh, same thing. <laughs> Poor man's Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Poor man's Kevin Bacon. Um, yeah, uh, Detroit Become Human is from the same maker of Heavy Rain. And on PlayStation Plus, they gave you his last game with called Beyond... What is it called? Thunderdome. Beyond, Beyond, Beyond Two Thunderdome. Souls? Beyond oh. Two Souls. Beyonce Two Souls, oh. which is an actual game, by the way. Beyonce Two Souls. Beyonce Two Souls. <laughs> um, but Beyond Two Souls... <laughs> Has Ellen Page in it and Willem Dafoe, and I'm playing Green that Goblin. right now in preparation for. Oh, did that come out like three or four years ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the the character looks just like Ellen Page. Yes. It, yeah. They put like those whatever the motion trackers all over her, and it's like looks identical to her. Right. Wasn't wasn't she the one in uh, in Heavy Last Rain? Heavy Rain. Yeah. No, there was no famous people in Heavy Rain. Huh. Never. Well, anyway, I remember Canadians. seeing that on Reddit. Yeah, so it's not very good, but, <laughs> but I'm playing it. So let's it was talk free. about it. No, I'm just saying I'm excited for Detroit Become Human, so I'm playing Heavy Rain to like satiate my excitement. Oh, Heavy Rain was great. I loved, I loved it. Heavy Rain. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I uh, last night I went to the Eagles concert. For those of the children listening at home, oh, Don Henley, that guy. Yeah, Don He's Henley's Don Henley's voice made me feel feelings that I've never felt for another man. <laughs> uh, I mean, other than that one time, you said the same thing to me. Oh, that that was that one time. Shh. Shh. Quiet. In the last episode, <laughs> yeah, he said he was close to my thigh and it was making him sweat. And your thigh, it's true. And now he thought. goes and sees Don Henley and he's have feelings for yeah, real, real Four. manly feelings. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was amazing. Don Henley was great. Uh, obviously, Glenn Fry died. So his son, Deacon, filled in for him. Oh, that's cool. He looked and sounded just like maybe a little bit of a lower voice, but he, he sounded awesome. Uh, Vince Gill, country musician, so Jake already hates him. Um, oh, he's, he's a also, country musician? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he's, he's a part of the, the Eagles now, and he was awesome. Yeah? How was, how was Neil Peart? Uh, F you. <laughs> uh, but uh, actually, Joe Walsh, for the amount of drugs that that guy did, he was amazing. Oh, unbelievable. But even cooler than that, well, maybe not so much cooler than that. Earlier in the week, uh, Jake and I actually went to the escape room. We we, we talked about it last time. Oh, yeah, Red Giant. Yeah, Red Giant Escape Room. Escape Room.com. Yep, that's it. (laughs) Are you sure about that? You need to look it up? Yeah, let's look it up. (laughs) Let's take 30 seconds to look that up. Yep, Red Giant Escape Room.com. It's just not Red Giant Escape Rooms? Nope. All right, all right. There's There's only only one one. room. There's one room. Yep, it's red (laughs) and it's giant. Uh, can't I had it. a great time. What about you, Jake? Absolutely. It was awesome. There was like, what was there, six of us? Eight, eight of us. There, there eight was eight of us in, in that room, room yeah. and everybody had to have a, everybody had to figure out a different clue to get us out of each 
little section that we were in and then you move into a different room and once you move into the different room you had to find out more and it just it was just progressively got harder yeah. and harder and then what she said it was great yeah <laughs> that's not what she said um sadly no but jay sorry, so man. like jake and i we were we're big men and we were in the uh the we started out in the solitary confinement together yeah, and, and uh, i had to crawl through the little crawl yeah. space and watching all those other people having to watch this 350 pound fat ass body crawl into i'm surprised they didn't just fall over with laughter every time i had to crawl through that well it was thing. dark so you had that going for you uh <laughs> So they didn't see your ass crack. Oh, I'm sure they saw plenty. <laughs> but it was it was fun. If you guys, I mean, if there's any listeners that uh, are are in Utah County, like Orem area, Orem, Orem Provo, or can make it down there, Red Giant Escape Room, uh, Escape Rooms, they did a great job. Um, yeah, the the production value was up. The actor in there was great. Yeah, the um, Josh is awesome. How yeah. was the cinematography though? <laughs> Um, it was fantastic. There's actually, there's literally a video I, you watch prior to. I cleaned it my glasses good. off before I went in, so it was crystal clear <laughs> vision. 4K. Fantastic. 4K. 60 frames a second. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, it was a great time, though. RedGiantEscapeRooms.com. Yeah. Check yeah. it out if you can. I have a question. Is it, is it like a high-pressure thing, or is it... Your time. Your time. Okay. They give you an hour, yeah. and they hold you to an hour. And, so. the, and the clues were like, the, the, they were genuine, genuinely difficult they were it was challenging it was not it was not we, easy we didn't make it out no. uh our group we were one clue away from making it out we were close but uh dang so you were murdered yeah we were yeah, murdered, we were murdered. So, and literally like it is quite literally like kind of a terrifying scenario yeah uh, it's, it was it was pretty good i yeah i, very I don't want to spoil anything it. but right yeah go check it out it's awesome try it out try it out so um check it out cool i guess uh our first uh, section today is our, uh, what is it? Goat. goat section, right? Yep. So we got our goat section, and I believe Reese is taking Troy. over from here. Yeah. <laughs> Intro to the goat. Yeah, so we wanted to talk about, well, I wanted to kind of discuss. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I wanted to discuss the, the goat. No uh, one is swearing right now, by the way. That's true. <laughs> Chris just well, I'll change that. You asshole. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. There's going to be lots of goat noises right here. Well, we, I, I wanted to discuss moments in, in movies where um, a song is used that, that really just kind of takes it over the edge. Um, and uh, it, it was really fun for me uh, marrying two things that I love so very much, film and music. Uh, there are some filmmakers that do this extremely well. There are some movies uh, that do it extremely well, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like they use songs so well yeah, to convey the moment. Baby Driver did a really good job of, yeah. of combining music and the the end film to to really yeah. make a movie better than what it what it could have been. So, like a, a perfect example of what we're talking about before we really get into it, the movie "Say Anything" with John Cusack. You know, iconic moment, John Cusack. <laughs> Cusack. John Cusack. <laughs> Cusack. I'm glad you caught it. I don't know what. I don't I know what just happened. Making fun of you more. <laughs> Do you not like John Cusack? No, I love John America's sweetheart. <laughs> I love John Cusack. John um, and Joan are the best. But he, you know, standing outside the girl's house with the stereo over his head. They totally playing... copied that from Deadpool, though. <laughs> <laughs> and and playing Peter Rocksbury. Gabriel. Oh yeah. That and that Rocksbury. that moment, like that, is an iconic moment in movie history where the song just 
sealed the deal. If I think that scene is more famous. Sledgehammer instead. Of- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that—that's kind of the idea that I was driving at. That I want to discuss. What are, What are some of the things that you guys came up with? Okay, is it cool if I go first? Are oh, we going to do go uh, like a vote at the very end to see who had the most compelling argument? Because this is our. Goat. I, I don't know if we we're have actually to honor our greatest of all time. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I mean, we'll like something whoever, play it by ear. Whoever has like the best. Sure, we'll we'll do a vote at the end. Okay, that sounds like a good idea. And you can't vote for your own. That, yeah, that's right. fair. Naturally. Okay, so, yeah. Um. Okay, I'm gonna give two because I'm gonna do an honorable mention, and then I'll do the one that we'll actually vote on because I have about two dozen songs and movie scenes in my phone right here that I absolutely loved. So my fi- the the one that I. Uh, my honorable mention was uh, Oranco Flow or Sail Away by Enya during the uh, torture scene in Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Oranco Flow? Yeah. Sail Away, Sail Away. Is that away. what that song's called? Yeah. That's the, name of the, that's the name of the track. Weird. I never knew that. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was Save a Whale. <laughs> <laughs> Save a Whale, Save a Okay, I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> Sorry for laughing I'm so a big hard. I can Enya see fan. it. <laughs> Dude, um, Enya's the tits. Enya she, has tits. She's the best. So in that one, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, uh, Stellan Skarsgård has Daniel Craig chained up to the ceiling in his torture chamber, and he starts like puts a plastic bag over his head, and he's torturing him, and he has the music on, and in the background you just hear Enya going on, and He's, he's like about to cut his chest open here from Peru to Cebu. It's so, oh man, it's a, it's like, could you sing it again? No, oh, no, don't. you don't want to hear that again, okay, sorry. but uh, you've got, uh, <laughs> no, it's just, it's just a juxtaposition of the, the really um, happy song, I guess, uh, compared to what was actually oh, happening absolutely. in the movie. It was fantastic. It was, it really, 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 uh, kind of made the scene well, it's that same kind of idea as like reservoir dogs yeah you know uh for those of you that have never seen reservoir dogs um the song uh by Steelers will stuck in the middle with you oh yeah well yeah. during the torture scene so he's getting ready to torture this guy and all of a sudden you you hear the uh jokers to the left of me <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle. With right, you. it's like really happy, upbeat, good stuff. Nice solo. While the guy, the oh, thanks, man. <laughs> just, just completely getting oh, massacred. I mean, I mean, you had America, or yeah, an American Psycho when he has Huey Lewis in the news oh, yes. going. It's hip Absolutely. to be a square. It hip to be yeah. square, and he just goes ham on the dude with that <laughs> polished axe. It wasn't just any dude. It was Jared Leto. Jared, I think Leto. that's such a great style to use the music yeah and just, absolutely oh man, awesome. it really takes the scene up a notch where it, it well that one really makes sense because he's psychopathic and doesn't yeah and and it's all about because uh, he's uh, he, he's like talking about it and how it's about conformity and jared leto's the ultimate conformist in that movie and then he hates him and chops him up with an axe it was awesome the thing i liked about the the um Reservoir, Reservoir Dogs one is well, that's a tough word to get out real fast. Anyway, uh, is that it, he plays it on the radio and then it becomes part of the film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it becomes part of the soundtrack and it's it's anyway. Well, yeah, that's kind of cool. So it's I, good stuff. Go on. Okay, so my number one. Oh wow, my that goat. wasn't here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. The goat one is called Way Out There, 
um, by Carter Burwell, who's the guy that did the soundtrack for Raising Arizona. Oh, what a and great the movie. way out there is the diaper chase scene. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> as, <laughs> as he's running with the pack of diapers and he's getting chased by the dogs and going through backyards and police officers are chasing him through grocery stores and shooting at That's him. That's a great scene, Dude, man. That when you said that last time we were together and you said, oh yeah, greatest scene or moment where music made, uh, the first thing that came to my head was that scene. That, That's awesome. That music just... Made it. It was the cherry on top in Raising, Ari- Raising Arizona is my favorite movie of all time. And that scene in it is my favorite scene in the movie. And it and the song is what puts it over the top. It's not just a chase scene. It's not just people, uh, this guy trying to get away with some diapers, which, by the way, is a hilarious premise for it's a scene. Hilarious yeah. premise. Because they're, they're thieves. They have no idea what they're doing. Like, I'll steal some diapers, I guess. Yeah. Well, they steal a baby. <laughs> And then they steal some diapers for the baby that they just stole. Oh, it's it so makes sense. I love the moment when they're sitting in the car. Yeah, and she's, afterwards. And she's holding me. I love him so much. <laughs> like, I love that. that man, the scene choice. after the chase scene, though, when, he's, when she, he gets in the car with her yeah. and he's like, she's yelling at him. And he's just like, oh, sweetheart, I know we just got to get the diaper. We got to get them huggies for the baby. Take a left here. And like, he's giving her directions as he and it's such a like. I don't Such a it. Coen Brothers scene that I don't care fantastic. what anyone says. Nicolas Cage is a great actor. I I agree. Nicolas Cage is awesome. He, he just takes right. the worst role. Well, yeah, like he makes some bad decisions. Dead, yeah, I so think that was the problem. Anything. It's not yeah, that he's he a bad actor. He just took some bad roles in some bad yeah. movies. That's the everything he did before his like fall from grace is fantastic. Oh yeah, but when Moonstruck was, was great, National Treasure two. That's probably true. Face Off was no, no. That was peak. Face Off. That's what I'm saying. Was great. Oh, oh, I thought you said that was, I was like face off. Was I thought you said that was the start of his decline. Take <laughs> his face. No, I'm take your oh. face off. That was such a good movie. John Woo, great. John Woo. Um, so yeah, that's my. That would be my pick for the greatest uh, scene Man, where hard. the music put it over the top. That's hard to argue with. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'll, stuff. Go, I'll go next here. Uh, have you guys ever seen the movie Fallen? Yes, and I hate that is you this, chose this. Is it? <laughs> it's like, is this like one of my. That was like top two. Is this your goat or is this? No, no, sorry. I just saw Reese's iPad. Oh, have you guys ever seen the show Billions? (laughs) I hate you so bad. Check out Billions, guys. It's so good. (laughs) I hate you so much right now, Chris. (laughs) Dude, I'm so glad that was your idea. (laughs) Um, But hey, you know what? Since you're talking about Fallen, you can go next, dude. 1998, Fallen. That's Denzel Washington, John Goodman, Elias Cotillas from Ninja Turtles. Yep, Elias Cotillas. Um, just an amazing movie. If you haven't seen it, you really need to watch it. John Goodman is superb. Um, Reese, this is... I saw that movie because of Max from the PlayStation Three. Remember that <laughs> oh, guy? Yes, he recommended it for me. Okay, and so thanks, Max. Max <laughs> from the Max from Netflix. Not um, PlayStation Three. Yeah, you called it PlayStation Three. No, it was only on the PlayStation. No, it was it was not on the PlayStation. I had it on other stuff too. Has anyone here actually seen besides Chris myself Fallen? No. no. Okay. Um, so has Chris seen Fallen? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he just said well, he you just said it. you did. Yeah. Uh, so they use the song throughout the movie. Uh, Times on my side by the Rolling Stones. Um, yes, it is. And it's and it's eerie how they use it because the whole premise of the movie is there's this like demon that uh, inhabits the bodies of, of people, and it just moves from person to person. 
uh, with a, uh, a touch. And at the beginning of the movie, Elias Cotillas is a serial killer that is inhabited with this demon. And he's singing to the, uh, the police officer, the detective that caught him, who is Denzel Washington. And he's just telling him, time's on my side. So he's singing this song. And then that song gets used throughout the entire movie. And it's done so well. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris. It's it's really good. So is this your honorable mention or your goat? That was my honorable mention. Honorable mention. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a good movie. It's it's really creepy, too. And yeah. it's, it was almost like kind of ahead of its time because I've seen a couple movies like it now. Like, It Follows. It's kind of the same thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I recommend checking it out. It's really good and a great use of a song throughout the entire movie. It's not really just one scene. Um, but Where can you find it? Is it on Netflix? Um, I don't think it's on Netflix. It was a few years ago. It was a few years ago. Yeah, okay. I don't think well, it is now. We'll check it out. Yeah. Fun fact, the wrestler Bray Wyatt based his entire character off that movie. Really? He, he that is, is extremely fun. He is the demon yeah. from uh, Fallen, just oh, so you guys cool. know. That's that's awesome. I guess <laughs> nice. since I'm already talking about my honorable mention, I'll just give my, my goat. Okay. Um, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Uh, Space Oddity by David Bowie. Dude, dude, awesome choice. That that moment in that movie, I, I love it because they... Where he's going in the helicopter? Yeah. It's yeah. on my list, man. It's on my list. <laughs> so they mention it. They mention that song specifically earlier in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. And then they talk about it like, hey, that's, you know, he called you Major, Major Tom. Major Tom. Yeah, he called you Major Tom, but Major Tom was awesome. You know, he was brave, that kind of a thing. And then later in the movie, he's faced with this decision, Walter Mitty is, of whether to go or to stay or to take, you know, to take the leap or not. And he, in his mind, sees the woman that he's kind of falling for singing Space Oddity by David Bowie. And it gives him the courage that he needs to take that leap. And it's done so well. The cinematography in that scene is so great. It's kind of slow motion. Uh, the helicopter's going. All the stuff's blowing around, and it's the oh. drunk helicopter pilot roaring yeah. at the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a great it's a it's an amazing scene. So um, it that, really is that movie um, amongst my family is like one of our favorites. Oh, yeah, and my dad loved that scene so much he switched his cell phone ringtone to Space Oddity. So now every time someone calls it, it plays that song because of that scene. It's amazing. So it's a fantastic scene. Yeah. And a great song. Oh, absolutely. R.I.P. David Bowie. Rip. Mm. Mm. Yeah. True. Okay, I'll go for reals now. Um, <laughs> let me let me paint a scenario for you guys here. Okay. I was going to say paint a picture, but I don't think that's the expression. So I'm going to. Pretty sure you paint pictures. Do you? I was going to say, I'm going to take a picture for you guys. Anyway. Here's the here's my my movie here. What is going on? <laughs> what just I'm lost too. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just I'm just taking you there. There's 20 of us in a room watching timeless classic movie called The Other Guys, starring okay. Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Super cops, Trends Dwayne the Rock Johnson right. and Samuel Jackson are chasing <laughs> the bad guys <laughs> to, the, to the beautiful sounds of Foo Fighters. There goes my hero. Oh, <laughs> my hero. Oh, and they say to each other, aim for the bushes, and they fist bump. Such a great... And in slow motion... There wasn't even an awning. Slow, <laughs> slow motion, they jump there off the building bushes. and aim for the bushes, and then they die. Just splat. And then it splat. cuts... To their coffins at a funeral, and it may be the hardest I've ever laughed in my life. Like, that, 
like they that's they fall and they though. die and I was like holding my hands out like what the hell and then I cut to a funeral you're... I was like they died I didn't <laughs> are you kidding me they died I didn't know if you could beat my pig but you beat my pig that <laughs> as soon as they jump off and it plays there goes my hero I remember, I remember watching it hero. Chris and I were yeah. at our buddy Nick's ha- apartment watching nice, so it. Good. Yeah, with dude. a bunch of group of people and we all died. That, oh. I, I think I've actually mentioned the funniest it thing, dude, like. on this podcast that that scene. So that movie is hilarious, but that was at a point in time when I was a little bit leery of Will Ferrell movies. I they were too. kind of getting old and outdone. And that scene is when I was like, oh, yeah, this yep. is going to be great. Exactly, <laughs> this is be really those are my good. exact thoughts. Those mirrored my exact thoughts. So when we when we brought this up, I was like, "Oh, well, that's the first thing I thought of." Yeah, that's a that, great pick. Seriously, that, the... that scene because the music is what makes it. I know. Oh and man, that's so. And then good. they just fall and die to a splat, and they, they kind of stayed there for like my two brain seconds. Out. That is so. <laughs> that's I, an amazing. I'm mad pick. that I didn't think of that. Yeah. yeah. So that's my. That was. My I have 36 other choices that I have, and that's not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I have failed miserably. Oh man. <laughs> Um, honorable mention was 500 Days of Summer, Holland Oats. Hey, I um, actually had that on my list. But uh, I just, I thought that was like the best part of the movie, especially when he looks in the reflection and it's Han Solo and he like fixes his eyebrows. That's my... I have never seen 500 Days of Summer. It's pretty oh, good. It's a good movie. It, yeah, it's pretty good. That scene is exactly how you feel when you start dating a new girl. Yeah. So that's kind of what the point of the scene was. <laughs> Been a long time since I started But it's dating not as good girl. as other guys, Foo Fighters. Yeah, right. Wasn't the, never mind. Damn. I didn't yeah, want to give Troy. a spoiler. Uh, Jake oh, okay. said he never seen it, and I was going to ask a question that would have given part of the movie away. So I just, you know, it's pretty old. You movie. know what? It's been like years since it came out, so yeah, I think I... you're good to spoil it. Well, okay. So the whole movie is about so it's 500 days of summer. It's about him dealing with a breakup of mm-hmm. a girl that he dated for 500 days. Her name was Summer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't the girl that he found at the end wasn't her name Autumn? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the it's they didn't date for 500 days. He's known her for 500. Yeah. Oh, okay. Days. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Fair enough. That's not it's important. not really a spoiler because. They t- tell you at the beginning. Oh, okay. It's been a while. It's in the title. It's a good movie, though. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, what a great I'm done. pick. All right, I'll go next. Um, so, first of all, um, so I called my mom about this list, and this will make sense in just a few minutes, but uh, she wanted me to give uh, hers uh, is Dirty Dancing, um, her greatest film. But that's from not Ghost. From Ghost, I know. <laughs> yeah, from Ghost. <laughs> I also had to bring it up because of that reason. <laughs> <laughs> so yes oh, thank you for the anyway so that that was hers um this that will make sense in just a minute but my uh my honorable mention i'm gonna use is uh ferris bueller's day off great the uh the parade Which one? scene there's two songs in that parade i scene. know uh the uh the beatles twist and shout. the twist and shout twist and yeah. Shout. Yeah. great so um, i was gonna go well, with i mean you got you got everything you got the whole Wayne crowd getting Newton. into it Donkey Shane would have been good too. But yeah. Twist and Shout was the one. That's that made my it. honorable mention. So you got you got the crowd getting into it. You even got the guys like snapping down the steps and stuff. I love and, it. Yeah. Oh, such so and, and, that and your goat is Donkey Shane. No. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, the the crazy thing about Donkey Shane, that is Wayne Newton, like Las Vegas Wayne Newton singing that song. It sounds like a teenage girl, but it's Wayne freaking Newton. That blew my mind. So my goat, all right, I'm taking a little bit of a, a left turn here um, because I'm not using a like a popular existing song. I'm using a theme song from a movie. Sort of like what Jake did? Well, was, okay, yeah, sure. Um, and, uh, you know, Chris is going to give me credit for it. So if you want to just go ahead and start giving me credit right now, that would, that would be great. So I can actually get through. 
language. So I can actually get through my. Okay, cool. I don't so, know what you're gonna say. I can't do it. Yet. <laughs> so you my know goat. What he's gonna say. My goat comes from the 1978 Superman the movie. So the scene is is the very first time you see Superman. Lois Lane is falling off a building from a helicopter that has malfunctioned. R.I.P. And uh, and Superman saves her, and she has the iconic line, "You've got me. Who's got you?" Anyway, and then the helicopter falls, and he so catches iconic. the helicopter. And seriously, the entire time they have they're they're building up to the theme the theme song. They're building, then 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 he catches her, and you hear it, and then he catches the the helicopter, and it's just oh, it's so good. So not to be that guy, but does the score count too? Okay, I, I it, thought that we were talking specifically. It does. It does song. now. It does now. But that—that's why. Anyway. Listen, we ha- when have we had rules on this podcast? That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I mean, our last. Episode I mean, was Re- about trilogies, Reese's so. r- half of Reese's trilogies were not trilogies, <laughs> and Twilight Quack. was five movies. Quack. Quack. <laughs> that's a trilogy. <laughs> I know, but I'm making fun of you for it because I'm sure a Richie Rich joke's coming up here soon. No, no, no. I was going to leave it out because you got mad at me. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I got mad at, me. I got mad at you because you can't make fun of me for you anything else. You still have to kiss got Rich, on Rich the forehead. Oh yeah, I need to kiss him on the forehead. Here, yeah, I here forgot. Okay, I oh, can't anyway, reach right now. I'll do so, it later. so here's the reason why I brought up my mom. So, uh, my mom and dad's first date was Superman. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, and it was the night I was going to say that's a terrible theater. choice, but now I'm kind of like, okay, that's sweet. so. And and the <laughs> other reason why it is for me is because like I mean I was like I was really little. My mom comes home from from work and she brings the uh, the VHS box set of the Superman movies, and I swear I just watched those on repeat. Like, well, I, I guess you had to rewind it and then watch over again, but you know what I mean. So I called her and I asked her. I told her what we were doing. And I asked her kind of the the reaction that you got in the theater when you saw the movie because none of us were alive. Everybody woke up and started cheering. So first of all, she said that the the film was very highly anticipated because in kind of modern film view, it was the first superhero film, mm-hmm. right? Well, and Christopher Reeve was kind of a big thing at the time. No, actually he wasn't. He wasn't well, he, known. Oh, I thought he had done, he'd already done like his the dad love story a, thing. No, no, that was after Superman. Oh, was it? Superman oh, wow. made, made his career, which is okay. why a lot of people were, weren't sure about it is because he was an unknown. But anyway. We, his dad was Superman, right? George? No, George Reeve is not his dad. They just have the, a similar last name. Christopher Reeves and George I think the Reeve. story is cooler if George was his dad. That would be cool. But anyway. <laughs> Breaking news. So here's George here's, Reeve is Christopher Reeve's dad. Hot take. But that's not that's not true though. A lie is the truth. <laughs> as far as you know. <laughs> so um it's so Yanny I called, too, by the way. I called her and asked oh, her geez. what the audience reaction was uh, of that scene and she said she said it gave people goosebumps. Like you just had goosebumps. And then uh, the music it, during that whole scene, but the the movie, it's the whole movie, but that scene specifically was just perfect, is what she said. And then also, you know, of course, the audience just stood up and cheered. Plus, it's John Williams, and he yeah, and does no wrong. John Williams is an incredible composer, so we'll give him that. And then also, something Jake and Scott will appreciate is my dad did the uh, famous Mendenhall hand rub. <laughs> oh, geez, Jake does that all the time. Yeah, it's because we're half Mendenhall. That's what happens when you're a Mendenhall. I've never seen Scott do it, though. Scott does it. You, we've never watched a movie together. We've watched all the Lord of the Rings together you multiple times. Have never been around Scott when we're watching sports. So. Yeah, I was gonna say it's, Scott it's does definitely it that's true. It's definitely sports and also other exciting moments. And yeah, Jake does that. Like sometimes I've seen him do it before we eat. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Hence why I can't get through crawl chicken holes. tikka masala, <laughs> bomb ass chicken sandwiches. So. <laughs> Another quick uh, shout out. Thanks, mom, for the uh, the uh, input on to what it was like. Yeah, in the thanks, theater. Troy's mom. Thanks for putting out thanks, that night. You can see Troy. Oh, 
Man, Shout out to Troy's asshole. mom. You're <laughs> such a dick. The, uh, the helicopter falling and Lois Lane falling to her death scene from Superman, the original 1978 movie. So Good pick. Right on. Thank you. I like it. All right. So I had a hard time thinking of them. It, it was, it was, it was a, it was a, I had a rough time thinking of it. But um... <laughs> So let me use somebody else's work. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, so I, I came in today and kind of read over some other people's lists, but, and uh, no, some really good ones. So, um, my my honorable mention would probably be um, one that Jake just texted to me. <laughs> um, is Wayne's World Bohemian Rhapsody? I almost that's on my list. list. Yeah, very good. I Dude, love that. The, yep. the licorice, really, really the licorice yeah. in the roof, man. The licorice <laughs> in the roof. But that's like, later. That's, that's later. but that's one. But then there's also I think it's from the Wayne's World Two, the Foxy. Mm. Oh, that's, no, that's, that's like that's, that's, that's is that one? Okay, yeah, okay. That's, one. that's a great also, scene, man. So good. <laughs> when Dude, that song got me into Jimmy Hendrix. Yeah, yeah, I'm fuck. glad you got into Jimmy. <laughs> what the foxy, foxy. Yeah. Oh man, that's so good. Is that um? <laughs> who who sings that song? Yeah, I was Hendrix. I was trying to. I saw him in my head. The burning guitar. So um, my number one uh, choice, which actually I did think of before I came in, and uh, is Groundhog Day. Um, the, Sunny uh, and Cher. Sunny and Cher every time he wakes up. I, I love I love repetition in in almost any like like repetition comedy. Re, like it's uh, that really drives the point home. Yeah, it's that's really a good. great choice. Yeah, it set the tone for I guess every every. The song day. is "I Got You, Babe." I got Sunny you, and Cher. Cher. When he wakes but, up and you put your hand. In, what? How, how did it go? Put your hand oh. up my what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't remember. I'm. I also yeah. really am jealous of Reese's pick, though Walter Mitty. I love that. I'm, I'm pretty jealous because that's honest, like the, the point in the movie where he literally like takes the leap. Yeah, like literally, and yeah, yeah. That's he what... stops. He stops daydreaming and starts actually doing stuff. It's fantastic. Well, he is daydreaming while he's doing it. It's well, true, but that, that's <laughs> that's I, uh... the moment with that the movie really jumps off. And like that's when the adventure really starts. Right. I didn't even know that song was in that movie. I I always associate that movie with the uh, Jose song. What's his name? Sorry, never mind. You guys don't talk. Uh, clearly. Um. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. The national anthem. Yeah. Jose, can you Jose, see? Jose, can you see? Oh, what, is, what is that? What is that from? Angels in the Outlaw. I was going to say, it's a baseball movie. Which one is it? It's baseball. It's, yeah. Oh, man. That's about a guy? <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, cool. So should we should we vote? See which yeah. One so the rules we can vote for anybody else, any other one except your own. So okay. let's repeat. Everyone go with, repeat what you chose. Okay, uh, diaper chase scene from uh, Raising Arizona. Are we are we voting? No, no, no. We're just repeating oh. what it is so everybody knows what we um, vote for. Foo Fighters. There goes my hero from the other guys. Um, mine was Space Oddity by David Bowie from the helicopter scene in The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Mine is the uh, Superman theme in. Superman the movie, the uh, helicopter scene in that one. So, and mine is the helicopter scene from. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, Groundhog Day, Sunny and Cher. Yeah, there wasn't the a helicopter day. scene in that one, was there? No. Sure, just kidding. Anyway, just making a dumb joke. <laughs> My bad. That that would have made that movie put it over the top. A helicopter oh, yeah. scene. <laughs> yeah, if he would have caught a helicopter. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. It would have been awesome. Okay, so let's vote. Uh, um, Raising Arizona. Ooh. That's me. That's Reese with his finger in the air. Chris and Reese. Yeah, I was trying to remember really quick. Other guys. For those of you that can't see us. That's, that's... Troy, Jake, and Jason. Uh, Walter Mitty. Scotty. Superman. 
I think we've all voted. And that was no votes for Superman. No votes for Superman. There's no there's, a sh- there's for, his uh, obligatory ground. Superman shit <laughs> that he has to take on. <laughs> and no votes for uh, you're actually surprisingly for mild, ground. So, I'm very so it's gonna be the other guys. Wild. Wow. So Chris man. wins. The uh, official Cold Bow podcast greatest use of a song of all time. In the, is in the other guys. The other guys. <laughs> You're welcome, world. But it it I'm I'm really surprised that I didn't pick that or that Did I didn't <laughs> that that wasn't something on my list. Dude, we Yankee should Clipper. we should Yankee Clipper. <laughs> we should include a minor spoiler in the title of this episode called "Aim for the Bushes." Aim for, Aim the, for bushes. the bushes. <laughs> um, when we put it up on when we put it. this up when we post the the episode on our social media, we'll put a link to all the music and all the songs that we picked. We'll pro- let's we'll probably make like a Spotify playlist as well or something like that. Great. Or like you With could actually them. probably find the scenes on YouTube and put the links to that. Sorry. Gosh, right. What are you doing, Bye, Chris? Chris. <laughs> 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 sorry, I didn't know you were going to watch a movie. I, I sorry. I <laughs> we'll, we'll shut up. Are we? Uh, are, are you playing that band from Yes Man? You is that what you're doing? <laughs> okay. Uh, let's take a break. Swept me away. Swept you away. <laughs> and we're back. Um, in the saddle again. So we're back in the set. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes, chaps. What movie was that from? Uh, that's from Red. Oh, okay, good. Pop quiz, hot shot. What a it, that last section was really good. I really enjoyed. Yeah, it. it was fun. Let's point out real quick that right now Scotty, is, although he's still here, is being replaced with Jason. So we got Jason here. So I'm yeah. Ex- this is hello. where Jason's taking over. I'm excited to hear your Scotty input didn't in. watch any. Of the movies, <laughs> not even I've one of them. them. I just haven't re- watched them. Recently. I seen it. I seen it. I have okay, seen them. I've seen me do it. Jason over here is going to enunciate and yes. talk loud. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll do it. So, um, oh man, that was really our next loud. section is the goat, and no, no, uh, it was it, stack. stack. Yeah. Not, okay, so it's not goat. It's stack. Stack them up, up, and. With that, I'm going to turn it over to Chris. Let him take it away. So this week, third week in a row, we're going to do our popular segment of stack. I'm not sure if it's called stack them up or stack them high or. I like stack them up. I think we're just calling the cold stack up from the Dark Knight. Because stacks, rack oh yeah, up. rack them up. Were we were we just calling it the cold? <laughs> wow. Bus- oh, oh wow, damn. that was spooky. Lightning that was some, super loud. You need some uh, WD forty on that. Stacks are also. Well, and it's windy as hell, and it looks like it's going to rain. So he's mowing the lawn right now. So yeah. I was pretty sure we were calling yeah. it the cold bow stack. That There's was the sender. Right? Let's stack it. Stacks okay. are also delicious chips that are oh, like those are Pringles. Good. Mm. So give me money, Pringles. Or not Pringles, Lays. <laughs> um, anywho, well, Pringles too. Uh, we're doing one of my favorite directors. His name is Gaius Baltar Ritchie. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great uh, reference. <laughs> and that, children, is what you call a callback. We have continuation. Oh, wowzers. Yeah, that was wowzers. really good. <laughs> so Guy Ritchie, uh, born in 1968 in Hatfield, Hertfordshire, England. I can't say those. Uh, um, is it Herefordshire? No, that can't be it. It's Worcestershire. <laughs> 
Worcestershire. Worcestershire. It's right. It's okay. A one. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> he, he was born in Heinz, <laughs> England, in 1957. <laughs> <Ditville>, England. <laughs> um, anyway, if you guys don't know who Guy Ritchie is, I'm sure you've seen something that he's influenced. I, I'm not sure if he was the Godfather creator of this, but if you've ever seen the movie where there's like gruff talking, really ugly British gangsters talk really fast they steal stuff and they beat up people but they're super charismatic and, and there's about and they don't dumb it down for us stupid americans right. and there's about 12 storylines that all meet up in the end yes. or the non-linear story and, and lots of characters oh, with it. like really strange names yes exactly that's that was guy Ritchie. he kind of he was like the godfather of that style um i was first introduced to Guy Ritchie with the movie Snatch. I saw it in high school. It's one the of flick. my it's like one of my top ten favorite movies of all time. I have a very special place in my Super heart good. for that movie. I'm right there with you, man. Um so we actually went ahead and we already told you told each other our list and we have an official list now. Um just so we don't have to all go around the room and list off one at a time and you guys have to listen to us drone on like like we always do. Because we definitely have a tendency to drone on. Yes we do. We're doing mm. it right now. Mm. <laughs> Mm. Um, mm. So mm-hmm. we have our list. Mm. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> so he's only done officially. He's done nine movies. Just uh, to let you well, guys know. Plus, he did the David Beckham uh, magazine shoot, he, and, and a bunch of. He's, he's done did, a lot of shorts did. too. So he's done a bunch and of shorts and he music videos. He he showed David Beckham in his shorts, and it was the David Beckham shorts. You know, that yeah. was another time that I. Had feelings. <laughs> that reminds me of man. Daniel Tosh's I want to sniff. David Beckham <laughs> and uh, and Brad Pitt baby joke. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's not appropriate. Not appropriate. Or funny. Um, or, or funny. funny. <laughs> <laughs> Jason coming in with a burn. Oh, <laughs> man, he's just started. He's already burning me. What the hell is this? Well, Everyone it just means he's gang mentality. Picking it up. He's already taking your. We spot didn't even have Alpha to tell him. This is meant for Tosh, not you. So. I appreciate it. You're good, um, (laughs) Troy. (laughs) We didn't even have to tell him that sometimes we like to just all pound on Troy. Troy loves it when like five guys pound on him at the same time. Best. Oh Oh, wow. (laughs) It hurts after a while. It also hurts your feelings. Um, Is it just me or is it getting sweaty in here? (laughs) Sometimes people tend to overreact, i.e., me. So you know. All right, let's get on. Let's move. Speaking of moving on. Speaking of moving on. So I, I don't remember if I said this, but. And I don't want to say the P word. We had a funeral for that word. We're not going to say it anymore. Penis? Yeah. <laughs> the, the word to tell you before I begin. Let me tell you oh, something before pre- I begin. Pre- Prep it? Oh. What, 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 why? We never agreed on yeah, this I funeral. This yeah, like what is this? Chris had a funeral himself, played taps in his backyard. <laughs> <laughs> None of us agreed to this. So let's hear your preface. Hear your what are you prefacing? Because we're not past that yet. So what are you prefacing? We're not counting swept away. That's fair. Guy Ritchie once upon a time married Madonna. I'm pretty sure Madonna gave him a twitty, titty twister <laughs> and said, make this movie or I'm going to divorce you. And then they made it and she and still then he made him. it. And then he divorced her once he saw the, abom- <laughs> the abortion of a movie that they made. <laughs> the abortion of a movie. <laughs> Called Swept Away. So we're not going to. Wow. That is the official and unofficial worst but because it's just. It made it full term. Did it? Oh, yeah. man. It oh, man. <laughs> so I don't know if you can call it an abortion. It's just a retard. This, like, this, yeah, that, this is going dark places. We don't want it to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Speaking yeah. of moving on. Speaking of moving on. So <laughs> we're going to do his top eight. 
Tom Pete. And at number eight, we have the movie King Arthur. It's his most recent movie. It's probably his most controversial movie. And I kind of wanted to talk about it. So know. I have things to say about King Arthur. I do too. I want to hear your things. There were parts in King Arthur that were so Guy Ritchie. There were, there were mo- I think I was texting you guys yeah. while I was watching and going, this is the most King Arthur, or this is the, the King Arthur has some of the most Guy Ritchie parts in it. The, the quick talking and the mm-hmm. quick edits and the, it, it just felt so Guy Ritchie. And then there were parts. But is that, that a bad thing? No, no, no. It's okay. fantastic. It's it's what Guy Ritchie's known for. It's, it's what, what made me for. like the movie. The problem is the movie gets away from it, it kind of gets squirrely when he tries to do the big epic scenes. Mm-hmm. So the big epic fight scene. By the way, we're going to do spoilers throughout the entire <laughs> thing. So if you haven't seen any of these movies, you might want to go see them before you listen to this. But his fight scene with the main bad guy at the end, yeah, where he's it's in like an alternate dimension and it's all CG. Really weird. It looked like Dark Souls or I, something. Too. I hated it. I hated it. I'm right there with you. I feel like Guy Ritchie is like a really good close hand magician. Exactly. And and then when he tries to do these big stage productions, it's just not what he's good at. He's really good at the small story, personal story, in in your like up close stuff. The big, epic, wide battle scene. He couldn't have done Lord of the Rings. Like, it's just, it's too. It was too big for him. Funny you say Lord of the Rings, because that was the pitch of the movie when he gave it. It's Lord of the Rings, but with the cast of Snatch. That's how he pitched the movie. And Excalibur is the ring. So, Hmm. like, the most Guy Ritchie parts of the movie were, like, oh, that's that's super Guy Ritchie. But then it's like, it didn't really work. Can I also say it just felt felt disconnected. Like, the marriage of those two is, like... Completely agree. The movie suffered from... It showed you, or it it told you it didn't show you. Yeah, and the rule yeah, yeah, yeah. is show don't tell. Mm-hmm. And the, the exposition entire, was real. There was a lot of exposition. The entire movie the was movie. like a montage. It was like they had three and a half hours of footage, and they just montaged it together. In the in, when I was in film school, they would say and then and then and then. Right. So I'd just tell you this happened, and then this happened, and then mm-hmm. this happened, and then this happened, instead of having a smooth flowing story. Right. Can, can I say one thing real quick about the the character of Arthur himself? <laughs> So I feel like I feel like Arthur, as far as the way the story was written, Arthur wasn't bad, but Charlie Hunnam. Hunnam, thank you. Charlie Hunnam, he made that character so unlikable. Like I didn't oh, care. So? Really? Yeah, I, like, I, I did I don't know. See, I I the thing is too. his whole thing was he was like he was he was conflicted with uh with whether or not he should take Excalibur and lead this lead this group against his uncle and all this stuff. But it just when it when he finally got his like reason to fight. Although the scene was cool when he killed all those people in that in that that little arena area. Mm-hmm. That scene was awesome. But I just didn't care. I actually thought I, didn't I actually thought Charlie Hunnam was a bright spot in the movie. I I maybe didn't. I'm 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 kind of right there with Troy. I I really loved Charlie Hunnam in Sons of Anarchy uh, as Jax Teller and. Uh, he, I mean, he was, he really shined and shone. He really shone. <laughs> he shunned. Know. He, he was bright in that, in that show. <laughs> See, I, I liked him Shine in the, in like the London Ninima or whatever the city's called, the, the London place or whatever the, when, when he was in the brothel and he was, yeah. he was stealing money from people. I liked that part of him. I just didn't like the King Arthur part of him. It just, I just didn't, I, I just feel like didn't care about him. Everything I've seen him in after sons of anarchy, I just haven't cared for him. Uh, King Arthur's one of them. Hmm. Yeah, dude, he was great in uh, Pacific Rim. 
Uh, that is a turd of a movie. When they do like the Vince no, 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 the original Pacific Rim. Yeah, turd. No, I. Okay. What hot take? <laughs> anyway, I did. Reese's like hot. It. We're, we're, we're not like talking it. about Pacific Rim yeah, in this sorry. episode. Anyway, I watched this movie twice because I wanted to know why, if I liked it or not. And overall, I think I did like it more than not. I've definitely seen worse movies. Um, but uh, yeah, go ahead. Swept away being one of them. Yeah, well, I've never seen that movie, so <laughs> I did not do my homework. Uh. Um, but like, just a lot of stuff, just like randomly, like a big ass rattlesnake showed up. Out of yeah. nowhere. And uh, I, I honestly, I thought the rattlesnake was a. Uh, yeah, I, well, I thought the rattlesnake was a was a hallucination. Yeah. Because he got bit by the snake and he was hallucinating all the way in there. He gets into the throne room and then suddenly a giant rattlesnake comes in. And I was like, oh, okay, so he's hallucinating. Other people are saving him and they're fighting and he's hallucinating seeing rat. And then when it was all done, I was like, oh. oh it was an actual was snake. An actual snake okay it was just so it was so confusing at that point out of all the movies on the list i wish this one worked the most yes there's supposed to be five more movies like he was going to do a huge franchise so here's another he put all his eggs in his basket in it too and then i imagine he was quite heartbroken you can kind of tell because he tried to build that romance with merlin's assistant and i was like there because he he initially picked up Excalibur because he was trying to save her and he kind of was building that and never got to anywhere which makes sense because they could have ex- they also never showed Merlin and that was the other so thing is like gonna, that instead of showing her movie. show Merlin I mean that's what everybody wants yeah. to to you mm-hmm. know watch is is Merlin because Merlin's a badass so right, Jason spent... oh yes <laughs> you, Jason you said you liked cool it though guy. what did you like about it um I liked it uh. After the second time I watched it, the first time I watched it, I just couldn't understand what was going on because yeah. it was too Guy Ritchie like, <laughs> and I wasn't expecting that with uh, King Arthur. You know, being uh, the only King Arthur movie I know has Five uh, uh, Owen. Uh, Gosh, that movie sucked. Oh, that movie's yeah. worse than this one. Way and, worse. Uh, that um, one with uh, the guy who plays Captain Picard and Star Professor Trek. X. Wait, yeah. did he do a King Arthur movie? <laughs> yeah, he did. He, he played Way back uh, in the day. King Arthur. Oh, no, shoot. Sir Patrick Stewart. I'm sorry. My bad. Was that, that your, Kermit the Frog? Was that your Patrick Stewart impression or <laughs> Kermit? in this conversation. <laughs> Listen. I'm sorry. No, but there was that Arthur movie that came out that had uh, What's-Her-Toes' Genevieve. What's-Her-Toes? Yeah, yeah, Richard yeah. yeah. I, I know played, what you're talking uh, about. What's-Her-Tits. Guinevere. Oh, is that better? Is that better? Yeah. No, um, anyway, this is we're getting lost. Yeah, 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 and we're spending way too much time on, on the worst. The worst. On the it list. lacked a unicorn, which it really could have had. The last unicorn. It lacked a unicorn. Oh, it lacked. That's love, why I didn't like it. I love the unicorn in Deadpool unicorns. when he like <laughs> his horn. <laughs> okay, all right. Number seven. Uh, number seven was Revolver. Revolver. And uh, I did some research in Revolver too. I never got a theatrical release. It went straight to DVD and really? got theatrical releases in like different countries. It, it was odd. Yeah, I I liked it. Uh, it, it. It took me maybe twenty twenty five minutes to like get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like um, Guy Ritchie did a Scanner Darkly. <laughs> I know <laughs> Scanner Darkly. But it was like I really enjoyed it. I, I specifically I texted you guys. Uh, there's a lot of chess in the movie, a lot of mm-hmm. talk of chess, a lot of chess references, um, and the cinematography, the camera work while they're playing chess is brilliant. Like it is really, really, oh, that's really a guy, awesome. That's a guy, Richie Staple. Yeah, and I yeah I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, um, it it was my number six. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, do revolve all of Guy Ritchie's movies are kind of funny. Like they've all got like very charismatic crack joke crackers and stuff. This one is is like only I I found this movie in the drama section when I was yeah, trying much to check more. it out. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's kind of dramatic and it has Jason Statham as the lead. Um his he hair, also had hair. His hair was probably the best actor in all of that movie. <laughs> that, <laughs> that mop top. Greasy. I was like I even it googled if that was real. I didn't think yeah. ever Jason Statham could look greasy and ugly but he did. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't know he could grow hair, so that was the biggest Was it shocker. real? I think so. But uh yeah, when I watched the movie I was like I don't even know if this is actually happening because it's all a commentary on ego. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. the whole movie's about your ego and if and chess is to represent your logical side. Chess is the only game that you play logically, so you don't use your ego in chess. But when you do is when you lose. Yeah, exactly. And that's so I was like, is this happening? I don't understand. So revolver's weird. Strange. And then Ray Liotta lost. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Ray Liotta, by the way, great. He's great in he, everything he, he he's does. He's really good in everything, but like at the end of the movie, when he loses, spoiler, his acting when he's crying in the hallway, telling him like, "Fear me, fear me," I was like, "Whoa!" Did you know he's That's Tommy Versetti awesome. in Vice City, Grand Theft Auto Vice City? Uh, no, but he did the entire movie, the entire awesome. video game. He was hmm. Grand Theft Auto. I yeah, liked. Uh, I really liked Andre Three Thousand. Yeah, he was great. Oh, great yes. in that yeah. show. In that His movie, full name is Andre Benjamin. Andre Benjamin. Checkmate. He was really good in it. I really, I loved how they brought it together with yeah. the two guys on was, either side of him in awesome. the jail coming. They ended up being his saviors or whatever, yeah. but were try, still trying to con him. They, well, they conned him in con jail. Him. They conned him outside of jail. I mean, it was. A, I thought it was really great. By the way, from from Revolver on are all the movies that I actually liked without question. So <laughs> I like all these yeah. movies that we're talking about right now. And and that was I was going to say about King Arthur. I really like King Arthur. Yeah, and I really like Revolver. Revolver was actually higher on my list than than where it's at here, but um, Revolver is definitely his, uh, Guy Ritchie's like it's the most out there. Yeah, and it, it's I, yeah, pretentious is a pretty good word for it. Like pretentious for the him. animation scene is just good on its own. It was crazy <laughs> if you know what's going on. Yeah, that was nuts. And Mark and Strong is always good. That the gunfight scene with Mark Strong in it. Oh was yeah, amazing. Mark Strong. It's one of the best gunfights I've ever seen in a movie. It's Mark so Strong's good. amazing. With like the crazy, like they moved the scene to change perspective, and he was shooting through walls, and it was like Brady bunching on screen, so has, he was like shooting above him. Dude, it has was, he been in a in a bad movie? Mark Strong. I'm sure he's been in a bad movie, but he hasn't been bad in a movie. He's awesome. He, but that 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 that's that that's like one of the most iconic scenes from Revolver is that gunfight where he just is just like bang bang and he ah oh, man what's he's he great. like bang 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 oh gosh guys. okay number okay. six number six uh man from Uncle man from Uncle and uh I... one of us here put this at number one so let's let's wow. hear why that's wild yeah all right so I'm going to ramble on probably but. Do I it. love this Rimbalo. movie. I was thinking the same thing, Jake. <laughs> Being that it's set in like the 60s, the uh, costuming and... Uh, thank you, Jake. The costuming was probably my favorite part. Um, Chris told me not to say that. But say what? <laughs> costuming? <laughs> that I only like it because of the costuming and that it was no, set in like, the 60s. Dude, Homeboy looks sexy in his suit. Yeah, the, uh, that movie is, is really beautiful. Um, set designs and everything and it's it's hilarious and it's got good action and um uh the main character napoleon napoleon uh, solo yeah napoleon solo 
he's so uh typical 1960s uh like a G-Man? Yeah, cartoon mm. kind of voice. Very mm-hmm. wooden in his acting, but I think it was done on purpose. And was that was that Henry Cavill? Yeah. Yeah, his character. Just the way he spoke was just so weird and just yeah. very dated. Yeah. yeah very I dated love... cartoon, action cartoon. Very Johnny Quest. And it was, it, it you know, it made me feel like I was watching like some Johnny Quest show or something from the 60s. Who, who, who doesn't like Superman versus the Lone Ranger? It's fantastic. Right, I I uh, I don't really know how I feel about the Man from Uncle. I know that I didn't hate it, but I really can't tell how much I like it. Well, from what I remember, it was supposed to also be a series. Like they were supposed to start. I'm really upset that they're not making series. Right, it could. I love. I don't think it made enough money to. No, it 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 didn't, and it that's what made me sad is because I loved it. This is the first movie on the list that Guy Ritchie wasn't in the creative process. They hired him as like a gunslinger because mm-hmm. the studio tried making it for like 20 years and they couldn't get it Because it's the, the least Guy Ritchie movie exactly. of all of them. It's probably his best looking though. Like some of the sets that they had and the lighting. Oh, like, the, when they're chasing each other down the hill on those four wheelers and mm-hmm. the and the or the motorcycles, oh, and it zoomed and stuff. out like it was a satellite camera and it zoomed and, back and, in on the oh, other car. Oh man, it was awesome. But the part I'm thinking of specifically is when um, specifically. Was when Napoleon's getting tortured. Oh yeah, and the guy grabs oh, a light bulb that. and swings it around his head. And I was like, "That's sick!" And it was yeah. just it's, going uh, around him. That was the funniest parts when they put the German guy in the electric chair <laughs> and how, how much of a Kermit the Frog he becomes when he gets electrocuted. <laughs> they, they push on an accident. And he's ah! <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. I mean, I thought that movie was super charming and uh, like Jason charming said, like Nirvana. Yes. Okay. Well, not no. as much. But uh, <laughs> I don't – like Jason said, I think Henry Cavill is a wooden actor. So if that was he, what he was going for, then he spot on got it. I actually think Henry Cavill is a good actor. I, don't I think he's a good actor too. And I think that, that his performance in that was 100% intentional. Yeah, I think so too. I also liked Army Hammer in it too. As, oh, as Army Hammer. I like Army Hammer. Like when he gave that guy the, the kiss, the Russian kiss, it's the funniest part of the movie. Do you guys see that when he, when he slaps the guy and he slaps him the guy? Yes, but he's standing. <laughs> that was so good, and he kind of just goes about his business. All the guys just stand there. It was so good. Um, I, think I that, like how the police describe him. There's there's a giant. Oh. There's a, there's, like that just made me laugh. Like there's a giant. He's a big guy too. He, he's, he's like huge. six four, six five, something like that. Is he? He seems yeah. bigger. I think he's like well, six in, eight. Isn't he? No, what I was looking. Yeah, I think he's six five. I mean, we could Google it, but. Anyway, they made him look so much. He's taller than me, and I'm six four. He's huge. It's great. It's great. Um, I think the plot is kind of convoluted, though. Like at one point, I even pushed pause, and I was like, "Jason, what's going on?" That's because you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't understand art. I'm ashamed to call you my brother. <laughs> but that's kind of so, uh, like a product of the source material, though, because yeah. I feel like. Mission Impossible. I mean, the source material is a is a 1970s spy TV show, right? So, Get Smart mm-hmm. and um, the like I said, Mission Impossible and Man from Uncle, and it's all it's all a product of its time. And I think that's kind of the point. Is like I think you're right too. Like it's the kind yeah. of spy movie where you turn your brain off and you don't question why they're breaking into the building at the moment. <laughs> right. The yeah, the a lot of those movies are ass. Most of those movies most are shows anyway. Like Mission Impossible? Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the old shows are usually, I mean, whatever. Did anyone here ever see the old show, Man from no. Uncle? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. 
I just I, I remember my parents going on nonstop about it after the movie came out. They used to use the word fracking in it. And then they <laughs> use it in the new one. What's uh, what's next? Children is what's yeah, called. Let, a let's callback. fracking move on to the next one. Uh, number five, we have Sherlock Two. Game of Shadows. Game, Game of, of Shadows. Shadows. I actually had this at number three on mine. I love it. It's my number three too. My I, number five. I absolutely loved. Um, so you do you have it above Sherlock One? Yeah. Okay, why do you like do. it more than Sherlock One? Um, uh, so I really liked the fact that it was Sherlock versus Moriarty. Yeah. That's the classic showdown, Sherlock Moriarty. I think the actor they got to be Moriarty was really great. Jared Harris. Um, yeah. And the fight scene between Sherlock and Moriarty at the end where they the chess, chess. fight. Oh, man. And, and then how he is able to outsmart him. And, oh. See, I'm I'm right there with you. Like I have this at my number three. I I like it more than the original, but I really really like the original. Right. Um. I feel like the stakes are higher in the second one. Mm-hmm. The villain's yeah. a little more menacing. Um, yeah. The Sherlock is a lot Sherlockier. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? Like like his shenanigans were so much more. And I feel like Guy Ritchie kind of let loose in this one. Like, that scene where they're getting gunned down. Oh, one they, of my favorite right? scenes in any Guy Ritchie movie. Right? Like, they're running through the forest. Running yeah. through the forest and the big yeah. guns they're shooting. And the slow motion. But they have, like, the spit coming off that Gu- guy's mouth. Yeah. And like, Fire! Guy, here's the thing. Guy Ritchie does chase scenes, in my opinion. I like his action, too. Better like- than anybody. Yeah. Like, if you think about, about like, Snatch or Lockstock, any, any scene where they're running through the streets... Is just spectacular. Yeah, that's actually uh, a good. Point. And like just the beginning of Lockstock. Yeah, with that song. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, it's so. Good. You got you got uh, also the the cinematography and the, and the editing of the sniper battle um, with Moriarty's henchman mm. Arthur from uh, from he's Arthur from Peaky Blinders. He's he's Moriarty's henchman. Yeah, and he uh, he has he's the sniper and. He brings it out, and the camera is like almost attached to the gun, and in his face, and just all of that stuff. It's so yeah. his artistic choices for his camera work and everything is just so awesome. Well, that's a very Guy Ritchie thing as well, is having the camera mounted to the actor. Mm-hmm. Like if you think about the chase scene yeah. in King Arthur, in they King, did it yep. in King Arthur, but they do it. I love the way that they do it in Rock and Roller. Rock and Roller when they're running oh, on the train tracks. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah, we're gonna such... get to that. We're oh gonna yeah, get to that because yeah. that's one of my favorite parts. Um. We reenacted that actually at the store the other day. Remember? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you don't remember because it, it hit you so hard in the head. That's why. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. We'll get to that later. Um. <laughs> what was I gonna? Oh yeah. So some of us here put this movie dead last. Yeah. WTF, bro. WTF, dude. Yeah, Troy, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ashamed to call you my brother. <laughs> <laughs> You gonna elaborate? He's gonna sit there with that stupid look on your face. Um, that's just his face, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the first time I tried watching it, um, it was it was uh, it wasn't that late, but I was just really bored and I fell asleep. And the second time when I tried to watch it for this, I remembered why I was bored, and I just eventually just walked away from it. So, so why were you bored? Uh, just were you texting? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I was texting. So anyway, the majority, the majority. Of it doesn't our- matter. It doesn't matter what I'm going to say because you guys will just. <laughs> That's probably true, but yeah. I still want to hear. Well, I, I imagine I'm going to get 
pooped on in a little bit too. So yeah, you for sure are. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, after Sherlock two and number four, we have the first Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes, Mark uh, Strong. Mark, Mark Strong. Strong. Mark Strong. That guy is what a strong performance. The best. He's yeah, so he's, good. He's amazing. Which you guys, you said that you didn't know of any movie that he that uh, any bad movie that he was in. And uh, he did a good job in it, but but Green Lantern. Yeah, that's true. Green Lantern. Oh was, yeah. 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 He was Sinestro. Uh, Sinestro. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> he's so good so in everything. So <laughs> yeah, that movie was really bad. Yeah, Mark Strong's amazing. And in Sherlock. He is so good. Like the thing that I loved about that movie and uh and about his performance is for most of the movie you're actually kind of believing that he is this dark magic lord oh that yeah. was cool like they they really sold it but then they you do the recall not. you know he's not so spoiler spoiler <laughs> um but like then they do the recall because the very the ginger midget yep the ginger midget oh, yeah. um <laughs> that but... was my nickname in high school <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, but you have black hair I know, it's, it's weird. Dark huh? brown, I know, right? Isn't it's a that weird, weird nickname. <laughs> so weird. But then uh, they, he does a very Guy Ritchie thing and does the, the, the recall scenes, the quick edits. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, snap. All of it is science. It's science. The first it's time we science. saw the fight where he like maps it out in his oh, head. Dude. Oh, my The very gosh. first time. And then they show it in fast motion. I was like, oh. Yeah, that, that was, was game changing. Like, I think I when he's on the stairs, right? The yep. first time. Yeah. He yeah. covers up with the cloak and he, he punches that guy's yeah. knee. And he's like, and he's like, possible time for uh, recovery. healing recovery is nine months. Physical recovery, three months. Yeah. Mental recovery, nine months. Yeah. Oh, man. It was so good. When he so beats good. that guy up when he's bare knuckle brawling, oh, he's yeah. like, repercussions for spitting in the back of my head, two years. Two years. <laughs> and he just messes the guy up. Yeah. But it was, was so cool seeing that. Like, the, I, I liked the character that he created. And Amazing. Robert Downey Jr. was perfect choice at that time and now, that's another you know what's thing. funny about oh. that is he's the only american to play him no well the only american <laughs> but how much <laughs> the english gave like guy Ritchie for casting robert american. an american as their beloved sherlock i don't even Holmes. know why they care like all well, of our superheroes like, are british you cast but, but that's the thing you cast uh you cast an american as, as james bond they will <laughs> bricks they will die if you if you cast an American in in any of their or iconic heroes, guy. well, that's what's and interesting. Is hashtag Danny McBride for James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> I would love if Danny McBride became uh, James Bond. Yeah, right. Danny McBride. Yeah, Danny McBride. <laughs> Before he and sh- let me repeat how much of an idiot Christopher <laughs> is. Danny McBride is James Bond on the campaign. Good lord! Before he blows he's off just, a bomb, he's like he's just big old titties. <laughs> I think that Jason almost just. <laughs> so, so here's the thing about Sherlock. Have any of you read the short stories, the Sherlock yeah. Holmes short stories? I mean, I remember reading Hounds of Baskerville a long time ago. Like that's the thing is is a lot of people were shocked. Like, oh, where's the the weird hat and the pipe and you know, that's what that was late in the Sherlock stuff. Way late. Like he was like an opioid addict. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's a he was a he was in a crazy guy, so that's why stuff. I loved that they actually cast a legit drug addict to play Sherlock. Well, and that was something else I was going to say is this is this is the first thing after Iron Man extreme method acting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first thing after Iron Man movie. that RDJ did um, that really showed that he's he's back, right? Absolutely. Because he he did a few things after he got out of jail Some and rehab. Stuff. He did Kiss Kiss Blow Bang jobs. Bang and some other things that were really good. I really liked him. And then he did Iron Man, which really like propelled him. And then he did this, and this is what really like 
solidified but that it wasn't just Iron Man. It wasn't just a fluke that he he was the perfect fit for a, for the perfect role. He could play another role. Man, I'd love a third really one well. now. Under this like, pillow oh, lies yeah. the key to my release. Like when he's drinking <laughs> that em, that embalming fluid. That's the second one. Oh, oh, yeah. that's yeah. Okay, I'm getting it mixed up. But when he's playing the violin to the flies. Oh yeah. Like that's a brilliant scene. And it's so eccentric and yeah. so like drug at. It, it's just it's fantastic. All right. Are um, we done with this? Can yeah. We, yeah. Let's move on. I did, I. I love that movie. It's so yeah, me good. too. Uh, number three, and it's funny because his top three that we have are what he's known for, and that's his gangster movies. Gangster movies. And number three of Rock and Rolla. Rock and Rolla. Love Rock and Rolla. And this Mark, Strong. Almost... Mark Strong. Mark Strong. Mark Strong. <laughs> Which these these three top movies make me never want to go back to England again. <laughs> Same here. What a wonderful place that must be. Spotted dick, <laughs> terrible weather. Oh, yes. What does he say? Treacle pudding everywhere. Bad have... food, worse weather. London. London. Mary mm. Eppin Poppins. Yes. London. Poppins. Um, but yeah, rock and roller. We have a number three. Cup of tea. I almost put this at number one. I. And... Love I love rock and roll. It's great. I, I remember really when this could. came out. It came out the same time as Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace. And we saw rock and roller once. No, let's go see Quantum. And I got there and I was like, no, nah, let's just see Rock and Rolla again. <laughs> so I saw it two days in a row. So Rock and Rolla, the the top three, I could probably pretty easily just alternate any of them to my number one spot. Yeah. And I'd be fine with it. Rock and Rolla, I love. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, and a lot of people that love Guy Ritchie films did not like Rock and Rolla. It, also, people that well, I it, it is either. the least Guy Ritchie of, his, of those gangster films. I loved it. I, I think thought so? it was great. Well, I think yeah, it still yeah, yeah. holds very strong it's, it's Guy a, Ritchie. I, I, I think it's definitely a Guy Ritchie film, but it's the least Guy Ritchie of those three. Yeah. It also and had, that's why it didn't make it as high on my list. I it, think. it also had Gerard Butler at the peak of his Gerard, Butler Gerard Butler-ness. Yes. He was so good in it, too. He was awesome. He was great. Dude, when the Idris Elba was great. Well, the first time I saw Tom Hardy, I love Yeah, when the, when, the, what yeah. Was it, the, when the woman was chasing him down on the on the train tracks whatever oh the woman's not chasing him the russian is yeah yeah and he's <laughs> ass kicked by yeah. the russian dude yeah. on the train that was break. he was chasing down gerard butler though yeah yeah um that's my favorite scene from the movie by the way is when gerard <laughs> butler shows up to give thandy newton money and he's, and he's like sweetheart you're way too dangerous for me <laughs> and they cut back to the reason why and they're getting hounded down by these like sane psycho russians these, these throwing russian... baseball at their heads like please stay down <laughs> It was so funny. Like, yeah. And it, uh, that's that's what he does is he takes scenes that are like that and makes them funny. And mm-hmm. like that's my most memorable part of that movie. My favorite part up. of the movie is when he's in the car, when Gerard Butler is in the car with um, uh, Tom Hardy. And oh. and it's the, the day before Tom Hardy's going to prison. And he's telling him, like, we have... You know, we have these uh, exotic dancers, and we have all this, and Ladies it's going to be night. great. You know, we're going to do everything. And and uh, Tom Hardy says, well, I, I don't want that. And he's like, well, what do you want? He goes, never mind, never mind. And he's like, come on, you're my best mate. Just tell me, what do you want? And he goes, well, here's the thing. I don't want the strippers. I want you. And he comes out as being gay. That moment when Gerard Butler loses his cool, like blows his top, gets out of the car, storming around, cursing at him. He's like, no, no, but not you. Not gay, Bob. You puff. I love that scene so much. It made me laugh so hard. Not you. Not gay, Bob. I love the like 
because they had a bunch of storylines going on all at once. But there is a story, like a side story, like, well, what happened that night? Yeah. And you don't know. And he's like worried because he shows up and he didn't go to jail. And he's like, what are you doing here, Bob? And this is like what 45 minutes night? later. That's between us. That's only between <laughs> us. So you're like, well, what happened? And then Idris Elba, he's like, if I could be half the, half the man Bob is at the price of being a puff, I'd have to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not very long, but I'd pause, you know? <laughs> Oh, that's a great movie. It was uh, that that was a great reveal, and then he's super. Pit- and then when he comes back in the car, yeah. he's like, "What did you want? <laughs> it's what exactly, what, did, you so what exactly did you want to do? <laughs> Didn't they just end up dancing too? Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. they yeah. just yeah. went yeah. to a place yeah. and they danced, <laughs> just a slow dance. Um, we were talking about last time we came up with the idea for this segment, mm-hmm. like best use of a song in a movie. The scene where he's jamming out to headphones and the so Russians awesome. sneak in. And they unplug it with their knife, and the music Great starts scene. blaring. And he's like, and he sees a knife. He's like, "Oh shit, that was awesome." But also, I didn't do any research on the song. Yeah. But when he's when they're at the party and he's dancing and having that conversation with Tandy Newton, yeah, like I love that scene. The song is uh, is really cool. The dancing is hilarious. No, because they're so bad. But at then it. the their audio, like the vocals of them having the conversation is really subdued because the music's playing. Yeah. And so you just have to read all of it. And I just thought that was such a great scene. It's a really, really stylish movie. Like, that's that's the theme, I guess, is his style is off the charts. Right. Right. Anyway. Great. Great anything movie. Anything else? Anyone going to add anything else? Nope. Nope, I'm good. All right. So our number two movie is a movie that made Guy Ritchie famous. It's Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. His first one. Very first one. That one was number one on my list. So and ahead. it was, and it was like Reese said earlier. That, it, that was my introduction to Guy Ritchie when I was in high school. Buddy of mine and I, we 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 turned on Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking, but we found it at Blockbuster. What's For that? those of you children out there, Blockbuster. There used to be these stores that you went to and you rented movies from them. And What's rent? Sometimes those movies were VHS tapes. Sometimes those movies were very old and they were on tapes and you had to rewind them. But we watched uh, <laughs> we watched uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and I was introduced to the idea of ugly British gangsters stealing crap and and uh, hawking it on the streets, hawking it on the streets, and then twelve different storylines all going on at the same all time, converging. and and. These people stole from this gangster who was tied to that gangster who was selling dope to this guy who fed pigs to the other dude or fed people to this other guy's pigs. And then all of those things came together at the end and it all kind of just worked out. Oh, man. It, really it, brilliant. Like, yeah. seriously, at the end of it, I, my mind was blown. We watched it again. We rewound it and watched it again immediately because the second watch through on a Guy Ritchie movie is so much better yeah than the first watch through and lock stock and two smoking barrels man and the way it ends it i mean it's so stupid because <laughs> because everybody before they go to lean over the edge of a bridge takes their phone out and puts it in their mouth right mm-hmm. yeah right but but i mean it ends with jason you don't know you worded it a cool way what it like the because this was your original number one until you saw man from uncle but you said that you like the uh, poetic justice. Oh, yes. The poetic justice of, uh, spoiler alert, of them all dying at the end <laughs> by shooting each other. Rival gangs, you know. What the like, uh, are you doing here? So funny. <laughs> Just... The guy that hired him killed him. Or the, yeah. the guy that, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and uh, the the scene where the bishop gets shot or the baptizer. They yeah. all just get shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. He throws the hatchet at the guy. Yeah. yeah. The hatchet, yeah. yeah. I, so one of my favorite I things. Love, <laughs> I love that they beats a guy to death with a giant black dildo. <laughs> yeah. how, many times how, I, I, how many times I just wish I could do that. <laughs> Endless. Beat a guy to death. Are you yeah. talking about Chris? Well, no. You don't want to beat Chris to death. <laughs> with a dildo? No. <laughs> Not a dildo. Big black dildo? No. Just a pink one. <laughs> Just throw it really hard at his head and run. So one of my favorite things about Guy Ritchie are uh, the the characters, um, the the names of the characters, and then who who they are, and and like the little things that they carry on, like uh, the character in this movie, Winston. They continually call him Winston, and it and it they just they keep with it. It's hilarious. Um, Soap is a great name. Big Chris, Barry the Baptist, oh, Hatchet Harry, like Big Chris when when he smashes dude's head in the car. Oh yeah, but that's like that's what. So that's played by Vinnie Jones. Vinnie Jones. Vinnie so Jones good. is is awesome. Dude, the thing that's so charismatic in these movies, and then in he just, all like now he has like B level action movies, but he was <laughs> well, so good. The thing that that makes it that's very interesting to me about him, I don't even know how he got started in acting. He was a professional soccer player. Like played yeah. for a whole bunch of teams all over England, and then all of a sudden he plays this character in all these movies, like Gone in sixty Seconds, Sphinx, yeah. you know, beating a guy's head in in a car door, answers the phone, or no, 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 sorry, that's a different, that's in this movie, yeah. Um, but he does dude, beat a guy's head in in the car door. The, the way the way when the guy puts, I, oh, dude, when the guy puts a gun to his son's head, to little Chris's head, yeah, and I'm you immediately like. Oh, you're done. Oh, it's geez. done. Sad things are <laughs> happening to you right now. Yeah. You are not going to make it. Vinny <laughs> Jones is great. I kept reading, too, that production had to keep halting because he kept getting arrested. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a scene where they use a body double, and it's not him because he was in jail because he beat up his neighbor. Like, he kept getting arrested. So he's a, like, legit bad guy. Or a, he's a tough, tough dude. guy. Dude, when he pulls the dude in his car. That's in, that's that's in Snatch. Snatch. That's in Snatch. By the I get, dude, Snatch and Lockstock get mixed up in my brain um, a lot. So I want to just mention this before so you guys can commence your pooping. I put this movie, like, clear on my very bottom. I yeah. put it at number yeah, seven. What Piss off, you nonce. <laughs> Piss off, you nonce. Hey, watch your mouth. <laughs> like a lolly. Um, I didn't hate this movie. In fact, I really like it. Um, I just don't think that it holds up well as much as the other ones. I think it's kind of ugly. And I even, I read, I read up on it and that was an art direction choice. So they, they wanted like sepia tone, brown, gravy, color. gritty. Yeah. yeah. Like it just, it just felt gross. That's like the whole of England though, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But um, especially in the nineties. <laughs> but, and the, yep. the, sting. the I love Sting. Of the yeah. movie. I, but I don't even sting. know why he sting. was there. Why uh, wouldn't he be dad. there? I don't know. Sting can do whatever he wants. He can now. But like, yeah, like I just, I, the middle, like beginning of the movie is really strong. The ending's even stronger. The whole middle is just fluff. So, it's just fluff that kind of lost me with like the stoners and the guy with the afro who was the big boss. I don't even know his name. <laughs> he was great. He though. was so good. Was I just like, I kept getting like, what, I don't like, Big, what's his name? Dog. Dog was so dumb. He was so pointless. <laughs> so one of my, so the, the very beginning of the movie, they're they're on the streets, they're hawking their stolen merchandise, right? Uh, running a scam on these people, and then the, the the cops come, 
and they take off running. And that's when the music kicks in. Uh, the song's called Ocean, or the song is called Hundred Mile High City, Ocean Color Scene. And that, for some reason, that scene and that song just set the entire tone for the movie, and I was all in. Uh, this was the second Guy Ritchie movie that I saw. Right. Um, but I just, I absolutely loved it. Dude. And still, I love the, my I think my favorite line in the whole movie I was telling you guys earlier is when they got, they're like, okay, what guns are we going to use? And he goes, guns. We're not going to use guns. We can use knives. Big, <laughs> off shiny ones. Right? <laughs> and then he goes on about guns. Guns, yeah. guns for show. Knives for a pro. I'll look at him and they'll go, "You're you cracked. <laughs> you need to see someone, man." <laughs> it, it, and it's the banter in his the in, that, in these movies, in his in Guy Ritchie movies, and that it's what makes it. And that's that I scene. ordered a refreshing beverage, <laughs> and they get these giant cocktails. Like it's, it's just a, great banter. It's like the real Tongan life. bar or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I like Samoan bar. I'd like to go Samoan bar. Sorry, I'm being racist. I'd like to go back again to uh, to Guy Ritchie's nonlinear storytelling. Um, I personally, I I enjoy that. Um, It's just it's a different take, or not a different take, but just you know, just different. Not a lot of people do it. Um, But I also want to give out give some credit to uh, to the editor or editors that Guy Ritchie uses because his the editing in his films is spot on. They're they're awesome, and I just I mean I want to say like I do a lot of video editing um for work and i mean it's 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 not always easy and it's it's very very tedious and to to edit a guy Ritchie film would be just pay attention to every I'll single bet detail if you go through they have a lot he, of cuts i'll bet his movies have almost double the cuts oh, of sure. what most movies so, normally have so let's go i just want to give some credit so the main editor that he usually uses is a guy named uh, james herbert um he used him in sherlock rock and roller Man from Uncle, King Arthur, and Sherlock Two, as well as uh, Revolver, and then for Lockstock he used uh, Niven Howie, and uh, Snatch he used John Harris. But but definitely his favorite, his go-to is James Herbert, which uh, I just got to give him credit, man. Like Guy Ritchie's editing, the editing in Guy Ritchie's films is spot on, like very good. That's that's probably the most iconic part of a Guy Ritchie movie. Absolutely. is the editing. Yep. Like movie. absolutely. The, you mentioned Game of Shadows, the the chase scene in the woods, mm-hmm. like that's brilliant editing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, it's it's out of this world. All right. Cool. And the number one official Cold Bow podcast Guy Ritchie movie is Snatch. 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 The, the king of his movies. I I think it's widely considered by a majority of his fans to be his best movie. Um, and, you know, I put Lockstock 1, but it's 1A and 1B. Yeah. Between those two. Snatch is just so good. Yeah. It, uh, anyway, go on. So I'm I'm right there with you, Chris. I was introduced to Snatch in high school. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I couldn't help this, myself. This entire conversation <laughs> is going to go yeah. south. That's another four-letter word for Snatch. <laughs> grab um but uh i i instantly fell in love with it i think i watched it like three or four times in like a week the first time i saw it i just loved it um that being said i don't think it's his best movie um i was gonna save this hot take i I think game of shadows is his best movie Um, did you rank it that way no no it's not my favorite snatch is my favorite um so i ranked it number one but uh, I actually think Sherlock Holmes: Game of Shadows is his best film. Um, I love the story. Like like you guys 
talked about it. I think we talked about it at break. There was more at stake in that movie no, than any of his other movies. Here. Oh, did we? Yeah. Okay, yeah. There's more at stake in that movie. But Snatch is by far and away um, my my favorite. Um, it's so funny. It's so quotable. The story is great. Frankie effing four fingers. You know? Like, <laughs> he the, dodges the characters. bullets, <laughs> It's it's Abby. insanely quotable. He dodges he bullets. Dodges bullets. I, that, this is, I was watching this movie with my wife Kylie, and every joke I would turn and look at her to, <laughs> to see, see if she, she was, was laughing, laughing. If she was on her phone, and I was like, what, she doing? was on her phone during a movie. It, it, that's what Kylie does. Um, it must be a daily thing. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah. yeah, super super quotable. Uh, I personally probably at least once a week I'll say something that is like the Germans. The Germans. The Germans. What are you looking at? Remember when Jason Bullet Statham Tooth was cool? Tony and his friend Desert Eagle? <laughs> that's the scene. Yeah, that's that's the, the scene where he wasn't there. He was in jail. That's the oh, best. Really? Oh yeah. wow! That's like the best monologue. He was like, uh, who would come up and bother four angry-looking black gangsters in a car holding guns? And they're Bullet Tooth Tony and his friend Desert Eagle. <laughs> Dude, that scene Tyrone. when they go when they come in, oh, he says. Considering my gun has the words Desert Eagle .50 written on the side of it, and your guns has the name Replica. And then it like cuts and it goes, each letter. And that's part of the editing, like Troy was saying. I mean, it's so iconic for Guy Ritchie to have that kind of stuff. And then... Yeah, that monologue in the bar is just incredible. And then when the Russian won't die, and he just keeps on shooting him. But uh, he's shooting him with a desert eagle. Yeah, and then he goes to shoot the fat guy, and it click. Lucky, oh, you lucky bastard! (laughs) I think Tyrone's my favorite character in the movie. Really, I love, I love love Tyrone. Tyrone. We haven't talked about him yet, but Brad Pitt as Mickey is the shining star. (laughs) Oh, dude, he loved Lock, Stock, and Barrel so much he wanted to go be in his movie, and uh, like that was the first movie he ever made. And he want Brad Pitt, huge star. He just said Fight Club wanted to be in a Guy Ritchie movie. He couldn't do a British accent, so he made him a Pike. Okay, so I'm That's gonna what's... I'm gonna admit something that yeah. I'm kind of ashamed of. My uh, my guilty pleasure is watching um, watching stupid Buzzfeed videos. Okay. Online. <laughs> You're like ashamed I'll get, to say I'll it. Fu- <laughs> it shames me so bad. Guys, I, I watch Buzzfeed but... videos. <laughs> Love but Buzz, but like then I get into the dumb like Irish people eat whatever it's stupid. No, I but, love those videos. Oh, I hate them. Yeah, I, love I hate them. them. But I but but I but I watch, them. I, I I watch them. them endlessly. <laughs> However, they did one where they said Irish people judge Irish accents in movies, and they did like Tom Cruise and Far and Away. They just <laughs> tore it's, into it's true. No, it's true. But about they, them judging fake Irish accents, yeah. they definitely do. But they sh- they did. Um, Snatch. They did uh, um, Brad Pitt and Snatch, and they watched it all. And they went, they went. He's Irish, right? (laughs) Like they they were like, I know he's Brad Pitt, but there's no way he's not Irish. You like the eggs? They were they were looking at it, going, there is no way. Paddywinkle blue. (laughs) (laughs) Paddywinkle blue. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was his his accent, his performance. It was was so so good. good. so Brad Pitt crush on him. Yeah, Brad Pitt is obviously known as the uh, as as a pretty boy, as the the you know the one of the hottest guys. Heartthrob. 
heartthrob that you know he dated or married and or both angelina jolie and um at the same and time. jennifer aniston and now he's on to whatever he's doing next. and the thing is is that he is an excellent actor that yeah that really, really shows that because he's not shows that but even fight club actor. uh 12 monkeys yeah though or is it 13 monkeys which one is it 12 12 monkeys thank you so he is an excellent actor he's not and just then, a pretty and then, face a river runs so, through it man so i i love that movie i lived uh i lived in ireland for uh for a little while a couple years and um his portrayal of a uh, traveler gypsy pikey whatever you want to call it if it's insensitive i'm sorry i don't care but <laughs> his portrayal of a pikey is spot on like it is so spot on the whole i mean obviously that's also guy Ritchie himself portraying portraying these traveling folk um but no it's 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 spot on i mean i have i have some stories it's it's they're funny they're also scary but um you know and and then the way that the way that they portray it like they just those they don't get in trouble but from the law because they're always moving around yeah is is completely accurate you know you'd have for a couple months you would have all of these these little caravan places that they would live and then next thing you know they're just, just disappeared gone. just disappeared and all their garbage is there and there's nothing the local law enforcement can do about it because they're gone what are also they they're do? probably pretty dangerous they are very dangerous so like, like like that line but a reaction from a pikey what does he say is a is a different thing altogether um what is, what they, is that at the very end of the movie yeah I, what's I don't that line the exact line oh, man but... i wish i knew it verbatim no I'm sorry if you're if you're in England, Ireland, whatever, and you're and you come across a pikey, you, you don't want to cross them. You don't want to. But make that in, scene that they you're talking about, yeah, they they. Yeah. Well, care. he wins the, the entire the, movie. Yeah, they are yeah. like the like the reckoning victors. force but behind that, all that, of it. That scene that Reese is talking about, where he says, "Like, see that stupid Quite face I'm making? Behold. Yeah, it's because I thought I was going to get run over by a truck." And then and he says, and he says, "But look at look at uh, look at his Mickey's face." He's got plans of running the truck over, and the the way that they they had that set up and they had that planned, and how the 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 gypsies just won it over, and his performance in that beating the guy in oh, the yeah. in the boxing Great match, and then coming back and then not flinching when the gunshots happen, it was just the that fight scene at the end too, like the great like editing and like. Him getting punched and he falls into falls the, water. the water. I got chills right now. Yeah. <laughs> really, really. Good. But the first time I saw it, I was like, "Whoa, what a cool way to show that he's drowning right now, figuratively in the ring. Like he's floundering." I loved it. It was such a and like the way he punches and his sweat goes everywhere. It and was that's a, amazing. So, and I don't want to go back, but like, it's super interesting that he had so much success with that boxing scene, with that fighting scene. Yeah. And then to, when he went on to do uh, Sherlock. Well, he kept that in every movie. It's in King Arthur. It's right. Sherlock. But in, in Sherlock, he has the, the it, it looks very similar as yeah. far as the, the ring. And he, he changed the style up so much. It still felt Guy Ritchie, but it, but it was Wasn't not the, the same uh-huh. type of a boxing scene as it was in Sta- Snatch. And so it's really, it's really interesting to see how he was he has a style but he's also willing to kill his babies or whatever so it, it's 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 great i have a, a rant i want to go on really quick too let's hear it um so guy Ritchie movies i saw them for some reason in my head i always compare his movies to quentin tarantino's movies they're kind of both like non-linear storytellers um guy Ritchie's like the british quentin tarantino but for some reason, I saw all of his, I saw all of Guy Ritchie's movies first. So when I saw Snatch, I loved it. 
then I saw Pulp Fiction and I thought, eh, it's not as good as Snatch. Right. It's not, and, uh, in my opinion. When I saw Reservoir Dogs, I was like, eh, it's not as good as Lockstock. So he like out Tarantino'd the Tarantino, in my opinion. Hmm. Interesting take. Sure. So that's yep. that's for some reason I always associate those two. So the I and Snatch came out like six years after Pulp yeah. Fiction, but I wasn't allowed to watch Pulp Fiction. So when I finally saw it, I was like, yeah, it's just not as good as Snatch. So, like, that groundbreaking kind of storytelling has been done better. Right. And I think this guy who not, he doesn't very he doesn't really get commercial success or critical success, but all of his movies are cult status movies now. Yeah, absolutely. Especially absolutely, by yeah. me. People who like him, they, they love him. They really appreciate him, you know, and people who don't know who he is, they so, guy, I know you're listening. Is. I just want to say I love you. You should come be on our podcast. <laughs> you should. Yeah. I'm glad you're not with Madonna anymore. Yes. Yeah, that was a terrible mistake. <laughs> Sorry if you have kids. My but bad. now, Gaia, but Gaia Spaltar is dating Trisha Helfer. Right. Who's that? Oh, it's a <laughs> joke from last week. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. If it's, you it's, listen to our show, you'd know. I'd love to be in an inside joke. I just love them, you know. I'd love <laughs> to be in one someday. <laughs> I like inside jokes. I'd I like, like to be part of I one. like you came in here hot, man. You 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 bashed on Troy. You bashed on your brother. It was good. All of our inside jokes revolve around bashing on me. So. Mm. <laughs> All I, right. I see why. So there it is. Uh, there's our official Cold Bow podcast, Guy Ritchie Stack. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Jason. I appreciated your insights. That yeah, was good stuff. Yeah. All right, so uh, next week we're going to get together. We're going to have, I think uh, it's Chris and I's turn for... Troy. Troy and I's turn for, uh, for our subjects. So I am going to have us do a GOAT section. We're going to do Best Stand-Up Comedians. Uh, part one is going to be All Time. And part two is going to be only the current comedians now. Nice. Sweet. I'm uh, I'm doing an IDAO. I'll do anything once. And we're going to watch a film. And uh, I'm taking a lame joke. Really worried. That I've said before. Yeah, I'm so and I'm bringing it bro, full circle. Oh we're gosh. all going to watch Run, Ronnie, Run. Awesome. <laughs> I can't wait to watch Run, Ronnie, Run. And, and <laughs> just in case you guys want it's got David Cross in it. So you know it's hilarious. Nice. I um, love David I Cross. Like David it's Cross. funny. And I'm excited for it. It's, it's, a good, it's a good flick. So Run, Ronnie, Run. And, uh, you know. Bring this joke full circle. <laughs> okay, then. Run, 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 right run, run. What are you, you going to say next week? Like, wait, what are we supposed to watch? I totally watched Run, Runny, Run. He's no, going to say, gonna I watched watch Run, Run, Lola, Run. run. That's what he's going to yeah, say. Finally got it. <laughs> Boom. Cool. Right on. Uh, and on that note, I think we're going to go ahead and end this. So uh, peace out. Peace. Bye. See ya.